And now, live from Isolation Station in Burbank, California, it's the Plague Week 50 of the Allison Rosen is Your Best Friend show. Tonight, Allison welcomes a guest. He's a comedian and writer whose approach to dating is as casual as getting a haircut. He just goes over to Supercuts and asks for whoever's there. It's Jordan Morris. And she's an actress, comedian, and podcast host who just got married in Texas, fulfilling her dream of having a wedding during a catastrophic Arctic freeze and chilly cook-off. It's Jackie Johnson. Tone Zone is here to talk about his favorite new show to watch is Dog Watch. I'm her husband, Daniel, saying hop on board the love bus. Say hello to your new best friend, Allison Rosen. Allison Hello, my little vegan strawberry cupcakes. Welcome to another exciting Thursday show of the Allison Rosen is your new best friend show. That particular carbohydrate was sent in on Patreon. Patreon. By Anna Q. All sorts of fun stuff on Patreon. Daniel and I just did a bonus episode where we answered all sorts of questions, including uh, tell me about the, the first time you met Bill Maher and the first time you met Drew and Adam, because I had met them years before I ended up working with Adam um, on his show. And and uh, tell us who the meanest celebrities you are. I mean, we just spilled the tea, you guys. All sorts of stuff. <laughs> That's right. Patreon.com slash Allison Rosen. I am very excited to catch up with my guests this week, one of whom has been to hell and back, but also has good news. And the other is Jordan Morris. Hello. <laughs> Hi. I'm I'm doing pretty neutral, all things considering. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I realized maybe you've also been to hell and back, but it sounds like no. if you're doing, you haven't. Nah, I've been all right. I mean, you know, obviously we're all experiencing you know, our own personal little hell. But right. as far as as far as, you know, this week having been more hellish than the last week, no, I think my level of my level of hell has remained relatively consistent. And that's, for that I am thankful. That's good. You're like a little shot of stability in these uncertain times. Yeah. Just like cruising around at a nice C minus. <laughs> <laughs> it's really all you can hope for. Um <laughs> And I am so delighted to see my next guest back in L.A. and not in the, the hell that is Texas. Welcome back, Jackie Johnson. Yes, hello. I was just in hell. And spoiler alert, hell has frozen over. <laughs> <laughs> I need to hear all about that. And also, but not only were you there in the midst of calamity before that, before everything took a everything went sideways, you got married, and Tony and I attended your wedding not not together, but separately attended your wedding on Zoom along with a lot of other friendly faces. Congratulations! Thank you. Sorry, yeah. Jordan, uh, your Evite got lost in the email shuffle. Sorry <laughs> about that. That's okay. Uh, I was really busy attending like all these other Zoom weddings, so I mean, I don't. I probably wouldn't have been able to fit you in. Just right, I understand. All the, Zoom weddings. Oh, I went to one. It was so fun. We all played Quiplash. And <laughs> went to another one where um, we played another game of Quiplash. So fun. So I probably wouldn't have been able to right. squeeze it in. But thank you for, for thinking of yeah. that. Yeah. Just check Honestly, that junk folder. <laughs> Honestly, knowing that we were going to talk about it, I had a debate about should everyone on this show have been at 
and that's at in quotes, Jackie's wedding. And then I decided, no, we need someone to represent the audience point of view. And that's you, Jordan. You're the audience (laughs) ombudsman. But wait, what is quiplash? Oh, it's like a, it's like one of those Jackbox games that you can play like with a group over Zoom. They're a good Um, time. Yeah, they're really, really fun. I I like doing them. Uh, They're very like COVID 1.0, very like, you know, April of last year, like people getting together and kind of playing these little party games on your phone. Uh, it seems like that people have kind of given up that, or at least um, the people in my circle have given up that, or they're doing it and not inviting me, like to a certain wedding I can think of. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I'm not actually. I'm not actually mad. Not actually mad. After my wedding, we played that robot rap game. Oh, what is it's that? fantastic. It's, yeah, it's a it's part one of the of same thing. Same games, yeah. I don't know what it's called, but it's, you know, it's a good time. I think it's called Robot Rap Battle. There you go. Robot Rap yeah, Battle. I think. I haven't done... Is this like how I'm still sporting a side part and in theory wearing skinny jeans, except I don't like skinny jeans, so I only wear <laughs> boot cut? But I mean, is this because I'm in the wrong generation to know what you guys are even talking about? Have you been to any, like, Zoom birthday parties? They're all the rage, these games. No, I haven't. Maybe that's the problem. I was I've, playing I mean, them well before the pandemic. They're really? Good, uh, yeah, they're good. Uh, just like you have some friends over or something in the old days. Uh, yeah, if you have the yeah, right people over, it's a fun time. They're kind of they're kind of in the same zone as like Cards Against Humanity, mm. but like a little more creative and not as like edge lordy as Cards Against Humanity. <laughs> it's a little more like fun and silly. Um, yeah, it's like, you know, they give you, or at least with Quiplash, they give you a little prompt, like, you know, what's the worst thing you could say at a bat mitzvah? And then everyone kind of, you know, comes up with their worst thing you could say at a bat mitzvah. Right. And then um, you kind of vote on what the funniest one is. So it's, it, it's a good time. I actually find, oh, wait a minute. I played a similar game at an actual in-person birthday pre-COVID, and yeah. I find there to be a lot of pressure. I like to be naturally organically funny, but I feel this like, oh, let's have a contest to see you. Can. It, feel, it just feels like let's all get together and write a bunch of packets or something. Do you, <laughs> right. Does it not feel that way to yes. you? Yeah, like let's all get together and apply for Colbert together. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, wait, but what are Jack? You said they're Jackbox games. Is that a brand of game? It is, yeah. That's the brand that, and you know, every couple months they'll come out with new Jackbox games. So I guess this, I have not played Robot Rap yet. It sounds like a lot of fun. Um, but uh, Quiplash is the one I've played the most. You know what game I really enjoy and which I'm very good at? Um, and this is an old game and I'm forgetting the name, but you try to, you try to get someone to say the thing, but there's certain words you can't say. It's like password. Taboo. Taboo, yes. Yeah, yeah I'm a big I fan love of Taboo also. Taboo. Because that's like a fun one that's not a lot of pressure, but also I'm very good at it. Um, I associate the word taboo, um, I and probably always will, with like late night HBO mm-hmm. softcore. Movies. Oh, yeah. Isn't there a, a softcore or like a hardcore about a oh, sister and brother? Hooking it up called taboo. Oh, I don't know. That sounds. I, think so. I mean, all that the ones certainly I, sounds taboo. Sure, <laughs> right. all, all the ones I remember seeing as a kid. We had like one. Uh, you know, we had like one summer where we had HBO before uh, mom and dad stopped paying for it, and I mm. feel like all of and you know it was 
yeah, I was. It was a curious time for me, so I definitely was curious about what was going on on HBO after Mom and Dad went to bed. Um, and I feel like all the ones I saw were about an undercover cop that gets in too deep, like an undercover cop that has to like yes. be a stripper or you know be a uh, uh, you know has to like you know hire a high class call girl and then they like get in too deep. So I, I don't think I ever saw any sibling stuff. Anyway, well. Maybe that Taboo. was all on Cinemax. Taboo, 1980, pornographic. And yes, I did just type in taboo porn in the search field without even thinking about <laughs> what I'm doing. Wow. Um, RIP your search results. I know. Taboo is a 1980 American pornographic film starring Kay Parker. It was written and produced by Helene Terry and edited and directed by Curdy Steve. Right, because when I go to look up some info about a porn. I really just want to know who it was edited by. Come on. The film is the first <laughs> of a series of 23 episodes to date. 23. Oh yeah. yeah. And it's, if you can see, so patreon.com slash Allison Rosen, you can get the video of this. I don't know. Oops. Hang on. Can you read the words that it says? Whoa. In- incest, incest. Exclamation yeah. point. <laughs> <laughs> 23. It's like a Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. It's like, it's like, <laughs> Um, <laughs> but for brother fucking. <laughs> like, I don't like that. That makes me feel really bad. Yeah. Did you read Flowers in the Attic? Yes. Yeah, that also had a fun Creepy. incest plot. Let me get this straight. Jackie, you are anti-incest. Is that correct? <laughs> I am going on the record as saying yes. Yes, I am. All right. Bold, uh, but I'll take it. I don't want to change the subject from something so fun as incest, but I would be remiss if I didn't say hello and welcome to our own Tony Thaxton. Hello. I did not recently get married, but I am still in hell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how's your week going? Because on the uh, Patreon bonus episode, Daniel said that every day, he has a name for what every day feels like, and it's Quartal's Day. Um, I don't know why. <laughs> but it's like every day just feels exactly the same. Like weekends feel like weekdays. Weekdays feel a little weekendy. It's all Quartal's Day. I will say I have a little, I, I am able to usually differentiate most days, and that's mostly because of deadlines mm-hmm. for this show and other shows that I work on. So, like, that kind of helps keep me know, uh, aware of what day it is. But beyond that, everything else is pretty, uh, pretty goddamn similar. But I'm trying to, trying to mix it up. Got myself a, I'm like way late on this. Got myself a Nintendo Switch finally. Ooh, and so hey. changing my day up with that a little bit. And uh, yeah, so there you go. Now, what does that one do? The theme of this show is Allison doesn't know stuff <laughs> except for obscure <laughs> porns. Um, what does Nintendo Switch do versus like Nintendo Wii? Well, it's Wii like hasn't been around for quite newer. some time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wait, maybe now, that's not right. Tony, how is this different from the Atari 2600? <laughs> how is this different than chasing a hoop with a stick? <laughs> well, okay. In 2014, I decided I was going to get into video games. And we bought a Nintendo thing that had like a big... It had like a little controller-y thing, and then it had like a big like tablet. And I was that a Wii? Because that was that was, 26- the, that was the, Wii the Wii U. Oh, well, that's what I mean. Then does that make you still need to make fun of me? <laughs> <laughs> Just a little bit less, but <laughs> Tony, play the Tony, play the gal chat drop. <laughs> 
All right. Let me <laughs> rephrase the question. How does a Nintendo... Let me just ask the question. Tell me about Nintendo Switch. Uh, Better, right? I mean, it's just... It's the newest system that they've put out. Came out a couple of years ago at this point. And it does come with a, a screen... Like a tablet sort of thing as mm-hmm. well. But... You don't have to use that at all times. The the controllers attach to that, but then come off of it, and that sort of like becomes like a dock almost that mm-hmm. the, you can then charge the controllers on. But so that you hook that up to the TV. But if you want, you can put those controllers back on the little tablet, and it can be like a portable gaming system as well. And like, what games do you play on this? Is this where you would play? Like, this let's is, say you have a four-year-old. This is Daniel's mm-hmm. idea. I feel like Daniel wants to get a Nintendo Switch and is saying it would be good for our kid. Let's say you have a four-year-old <laughs> who likes to, like, mess around on an iPad all day and doesn't really want to go outside. Would this be something active and fun for him? Um, I think it can be. Actually, a friend of mine was telling me about a certain game that is, like, a like really intense workout, but it's, like, still a game. Um, mm-hmm. I don't remember what that's called. But it's... You know, it's got the, a lot of the Nintendo state. You know, there's different Mario games and stuff. But the, and this is, I'm sure you've heard of Animal Crossing. That's been all the rage for the last year during this. I that's have what everybody's heard it. playing that on. And I've, I've, I'm a year late, but I've joined the Animal Crossing cult. So now, don't you have to like post things? Like, does anyone have any rutabagas? Is that Animal Crossing? Mm-hmm. That is, that is the yeah, thing people yeah. do. You I have it, not done it. any of that yet, though. Thank you. Well. Congratulations, Tony. That sounds super cool. <laughs> All right. Hey, it's something during this time. So I need to hear all about your your journey, Jackie. Fill us in. Okay. I mean, where do I even start? I um I went to Austin to elope and we ended up getting snowed in and couldn't leave our hotel room, so we got married in our hotel room. So I basically flew to Austin just to get married in a hotel room, and then we got stuck in that hotel room for a week and couldn't leave. And while we were there, the hotel ran out of food and water, so the hotels are rationing food and water to us. Oh my gosh. And we finally escaped, and I got on the fastest plane I could out of that godforsaken hellhole, and I'm back in LA, and I'm warm, baby. I'm warm. (laughs) <laughs> what was the what was the plan? Like had had the had the Texas snow slash shit storm not happen? Yeah. What what were you going to do? So we decided that we were going to elope in Texas because the most people that were going to attend live in Texas. We we're, we're only invited our siblings and our parents, but I have like 75 branches of broken family. So all of my, everyone's in Texas other than us and my now husband, it's so weird to say that, (laughs) my husband's family (laughs) on the East Coast. So, uh, so I was like, where's someone we can elope? How about those in-laws, am I right? Oh, right. boy, (laughs) in-laws. They're, they're actually really cool. Y'all would love them. They sound cool. But anyway, um, so I found this like kooky little chapel up in Hill Country in Austin, and I was like, that's the perfect place. Let's elope there. We planned it all, and it was only going to be like 15 people total. And then because COVID got really intense you know, a couple months ago, we, we scrapped that, and we said it's just us and my sister and uh, one of Ben's friends. And so that was the plan. And then the week leading up to it, the forecast started getting really cold. And we were like, oh, shit, we're going to be cold up there. And then it started getting, like, really, really cold, like 12 degrees. And I was like, I don't think this is going to work. And then all of a sudden they were like, oh, it's going to snow. So we had to give up on the whole plan. And and we rerouted the wedding to a temple. And then we rerouted the wedding 
to a different temple and then that temple lost its power and then it, it was we literally had like 14 Gosh. different backup venues planned but it got to the day of and like nobody could even drive so Were it was you- a real mess yeah, like how was your mood during all of that? Because wedding planning is super stressful, and here's yes. like a whole heap of stress on top of that. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I've been married once before, and uh, and I remembered that it was horrifically stressful, but I was like, oh, this will be different because this is like actually the, the person I want to marry, and like I'm older now, I've been through this before, it can't be that bad. This was 10,000 times more stressful than the first <laughs> one. I mean, it was... But you know how things, basically, everyone out there listening who's been married or plans on being married or plans on having a wedding, you put way too much pressure on this like hour-long period of time. You spend a year planning this hour, two-hour-long period of time, and things are inevitably going to go wrong. They just are. You put way too much pressure on this certain amount of time. So things started going wrong pretty quickly. Like literally, my half my face is frozen still. I had like a weird, I have like a weird facial thing that happened and then like my hair extensions weren't the right color and then it just all spiraled out of there it started with the palsy yeah it started with the palsy now we're here (laughs) started with the palsy always a banger when that comes on in the club i gotta hit the dance floor i got when that song comes on i'm telling you i move to it my this side of my face doesn't but the rest of me moves I'm curious. You described your initial venue as a kooky little chapel. Yeah. What was it? What was kooky okay, about it? Okay. So it everybody like needs to playoffs? Google this. Yeah. So it's called Chapel Dulcinea. It's an open-aired Spanish chapel, and we were going to have a Jewish wedding in it. And it's also owned by a mysterious group called the Wizard Academy. Ooh. Now we don't know what the Wizard Academy is. On the website, it says we are not a cult. But it doesn't specify anything else. <laughs> Good enough for me. <laughs> um, that almost certainly means they are a cult. I mean, right. I have to say that you're not. I don't know what they are, but all I know is they are very stingy with mm. their refund policies. Literally, go on Yelp. Wow. People are like, my wife got hit by a train. She's dead. They won't let me get a refund. I mean, they're very strict <laughs> about the refunds. <laughs> I couldn't get a refund, even though I literally couldn't get to the venue because of snow. Those wizards, they have tight purse strings. Yeah. They will not. They will not give you a full refund, but they will pull a quarter out of your. Yes, so, I oh. hope so. That would at least be exciting. Yeah, it's kind of kind of cool. This statue that's in their forest slash garden frightens me. <laughs> it's like a oh, wow. the skinniest, oh, yeah. most willowy blonde lady who also looks like she was just like pulled out of an alien's egg or something. That looks like me after I left my hotel room after being stuck in it with no food for a week. <laughs> I was actually going to say there's kind of a Jackie Johnson willowy vibe going on here, but she's look, looks look, like look, she, look, look. she's yeah she's also like part tree trunk. Remember when we were I don't know if it was Jackie or Jordan. It was definitely one of you was on an episode where I was trying to remember. It, I think Helen was on the episode too. I was trying to remember the me. name of a movie that uh, involved druids. Yeah, it was oh, me. Yeah. It was you. Okay. Yeah. And I actually did remember, but now I've forgotten. The gar- was it The Guardian? I think it was The Guardian. I don't Does that remember. ring a bell for anyone? Was it Rebecca De Mornay? I don't know. To me, that statue looked oh, no. like someone being uh, pulled into the dimension from Annihilation, if anybody's <laughs> ever seen that movie. Anyway, yeah. that's what that reminded me of. 
I think Rebecca de Mornay, sorry, yes, was in the, maybe she was in the hand that rocks the cradle. And it, we kept saying, I kept saying hand that rocks the cradle and it wasn't that. I think it's. Although I just searched Rebecca de Mornay druid movie and the first thing that came up was The Guardian. Okay, so so it is The Guardian. right. Yeah. yeah, that's so weird. I searched. I searched it in that incest movie. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so Jackie, yes, I was your wedding from where I sat in my office, no bra, no makeup, with my camera off, not realizing that everyone else was going to dress up and turn their camera on, was <laughs> so heartwarming and sweet, and I was so happy for you, and you guys looked so beautiful, and it was just like so lovely and I loved it and it really because I could see the other people attending many of whom like I said dressed up it really felt communal and I was like oh my god this is like this could be a new way to do weddings where you can have this huge wedding and there's all these people attending virtually I really was surprised at how much I felt like I had gone to a, and like when you guys wanted everyone to dance, Daniel and I stood up and danced and Elliot came in and it was, I don't know, it was just like a really, I felt like I'd been to a wedding that day. I was wondering for you though, from where you were, how was the experience of having a Zoom wedding? I mean, I really pretended nobody was there. So I didn't really know what was going on on the Zoom at all, mm-hmm. but I got a ton of good feedback. Again, sorry, Jordan. I know you didn't get invited. I got a Again, lot of feedback. Probably couldn't have made it. <laughs> Hang on. Earlier you said his invitation must have gotten lost. Now he wasn't invited. Right. Well, oh, by that you, I meant uh, I filtered it into his spam folder on purpose. <laughs> it's okay. We... We're cool. I, it's, we're it's, cool. It's okay. you don't, yeah, we're cool. You we're don't need cool. to keep up. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, but I, I got a lot of great feedback. I mean, people were like, that was top five best weddings I've ever been to. You know, hmm. a lot of people sort of said what you said, which is like, this is the new way to wedding. Mm-hmm. Um, because apparently the chat was lit. People were, were oh, laughing yeah. and <laughs> making jokes. And, jo- and it's like, that's something that you can't do at a real wedding. You can't make comments. You can't right. cheer on people. You can't, um, you know, a lot of my friends are very funny, uh, successful comedians. And I guess they had everybody, you know, laughing and listen, I, I'm happy everybody had a good time. Even though it was Zoom, I still had the anxiety of, oh, my God, I don't want everybody to be bored. I don't want everybody to be hating this. So I, all in all, it was a success. I hired a professional Zoom wedding coordinator. Are you serious? Wow. Yeah. Wasn't he great? Yes. I didn't know that that was someone who was like, that's his thing. I that's wondered his what thing. his deal was, yeah. He's great. I mean, honestly, that's a new profession for somebody out there. Yeah. Like, Jeez, become yeah, a Zoom could... wedding coordinator because he we're ain't all, cheap. We're, all pivoting. we're all pivoting a little bit. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, how did you find him? You just Googled that? No, I went, in quotes, to another wedding, and I was like, this is so well done. There were multiple angles. There were cut-in videos. There was a song. There was... Uh, they had breakout rooms that served as wedding tables. Mm. I mean, it was so fun. And I texted them a few days later, and I was like, hey, who did that? And she was like, oh, you got to get Michael. You got to get Michael. And I did. I got Michael. I enjoyed Michael. Tony, I just hit the mic because I there was a piece of fuzz, and I just slapped it away by slapping the mic. Okay. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I would stop the show and let you know. 
Did Michael perform the ceremony? Did he? No, no. He was just sort of the liaison with everybody on the Zoom. And then he helped us with the camera angles. We did a rehearsal with him where we had like the two angles and we had little marks where we stood and he would control (laughs) the cameras. So like when I was doing my vows, it would cut to like Ben's face, you know, so you could see him. And and he just like controlled the whole thing. That's smart. Made sure everybody's mics were off so I didn't have any hecklers, things like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and your vows. Jordan, I don't want to, again, don't want to make you feel left out, but... No, we don't He's the to, audience, remember? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I'm, en- I'm enjoying hearing about it now. My heart <laughs> is being warmed. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm loving it. Yes, tell me everything. She sang many different songs in her vows, like bits of different songs. It was so good. Like a mashup, like girl talk? And it was so entertaining. <laughs> somebody, <laughs> it was like a jukebox performance. Somebody referred to it as cabaret vows, which I appreciate. Oh, wow. Yeah. But like, as Daniel said that night, he's like, he's like, you know what I find really heartwarming and I'm so amazed by? Like Jackie's ability to just get up there and sing. Because I think Daniel, so he, we've talked about this. He was in the Tucson Boys Choir, which is like this, but he doesn't, I don't, he doesn't sing all the time, but I feel like inside him, there is someone who would like to sing, but doesn't give him permission. That's so what? I didn't know that about Daniel. Me neither. I know. Let's get him out here. Yeah. <laughs> what was his like big, what was his big like number in the Tucson Boys Choir? Does he have like a... Um. So he was the youngest touring member of the Tucson Boys Choir, and they did okay. some kind of, it was like Western themed, and they, I think they did something with ropes. I don't know. Should I try to get him out here? <laughs> I, I want to know what songs they <laughs> sang. Anyway. Okay. I'll see if I can get him to come out. Um, can you come out? Maybe do a couple bars. I don't know. Our presence is requested. But I misspelled requested. Um, yes. So while I wait to hear from him, Jackie, yes. tell us about these cabaret vows and how you well, put them together. I mean, honestly, again, I've been married before and my vows to my first wedding were so good. Like <laughs> I worked so hard on them and they were beautiful and I had extra pressure because number one, my whole family's already sat through these once. You know what I mean? So like yeah. I'm on borrowed time. And number two, I've used a lot of my good material. And I said to myself, I'm not recycling one line. This has to all be new. That's a, that's you know? a high bar. Because like, high lo- bar. Because love, um, what am I trying to say? Is good. <laughs> love is good. Because love, love, love is good. I have that good. tattooed on my lower back. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's what I mean to say. No, what I mean to say is like when you feel overwhelmed with love – this uh, uh, the same words tend to be attached to it. Yes, i i had to I had to really find new, and it wasn't that hard. But I just part of me was like, "Damn it, those last vows were so good. I could have just done like a find replace, <laughs> and like <laughs> really, you know, what? Obviously, I I didn't want to do that. It worked out though because i I started writing my vows like basically a year and a half before we were even engaged or like I, I wrote, started writing. We'd only been dating like six months when I started writing them. So uh, I had an idea to sort of pop in lyrics because Ben and I both sing and like, 
it it worked out great because in his vows he said how my voice is his favorite sound and then mm. while we were getting ready or we were like eating avocado toast this was before the hotel ran out of food <laughs> he started playing this like joke song that i wrote last year it's like it's about being in the back of my mom's truck because when i was little my mom literally never let me ride in the front of the truck i literally rode everywhere in the back of the truck and I was like, why are you playing that? And he's like, I just love to hear you sing. And in my head, I'm like, you'll be hearing me sing later, honey. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't know. <laughs> Is that your singing voice? Yes. <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> I- <laughs> Ooh, so beautiful. <laughs> Look who it is. I think so. Can you hear? I don't know. Hi, everybody. Hi. Hey. Hey. Are you sure? Okay. Am I use your mic? Yeah, you can just use my mic. Daniel has joined us. I now, have. Daniel, you came up because I said, we're talking about Jackie's wedding and how heartwarming her vows were with, all her, were with her so singing. Nice. Oh, my God. And I said that I, given that you were in the boys' choir, I said that you said something like, it's so heartwarming that she can just get up there and sing. And then I commented that you were in the boys' choir, and I think that maybe there's a part of you that needs to give yourself permission to sing. And then there's a lot of questions mm. about boys' choir. Mm. Mm. <laughs> we want to know some of your hits. What were some of the big songs that you used to sing, like your big solo number? Or- My solo number. Uh, the only solo I ever had was uh, I had a line in, um, what was that musical Adel? song with the... Uh, uh, the baseball. It was uh. Take me out to the ball game. No, no. With the baseball. damn Yankees. I had a line in in a song from Damn Yankees, and I'm blanking on it now. I'm unfamiliar with that musical. Wait. Oh, oh, oh. Sorry, my brain went to the late '80s band, The Damn Yankees. No, no. Um, <laughs> I was like, that seems like a weird choice. <laughs> yeah, they had a whole jukebox musical. They were huge. <laughs> no, I, uh, I didn't. I, I, I was. Uh, I didn't have a voice of an angel. I had the voice of a uh, a minor angel. <laughs> a just okay angel? Well, yeah. I, I, I did your... barbershop quartets and stuff, but I didn't do... Cool so as fuck. <laughs> what was your little outfit like? <laughs> My little outfit. <laughs> we had, a, you know, actually, Jordan, we had um, <laughs> several act changes during the show. Ooh. We would start with... Uh, our robes because we do a religious set of classical music and then um uh and then you rip off those robes and underneath were street clothes <laughs> sequined <laughs> sequined underwear uh we had uh like tuxedo shirts for our, the <laughs> musical section and then at the end you know we we put on our levis and cowboy boots and uh we would do the western section it sounds perverted but <laughs> <laughs> no, it sounds like a quite a journey, a, a journey through the halls of music history. The Tucson Boys Choir, yeah. Now, Daniel, this mm. ragtime cowboy song that you and your mom know that I had never heard of until uh, you guys sang it was this a boys choir no. song? No, ragtime cowboy Joe. Yeah. I know it. Yeah, Jackie <laughs> knows it. It's a camp song. I'd yeah, that's just a, a kid's song. I would love, I'd love to hear a few bars of Ragtime Cowboy Joe. 
I could like clap along. Was I just brought out here to sing for God's sake? (laughs) (laughs) God damn. Um, It was like he always sings. Rag music to the cattle as he swings. You don't know it. (laughs) (laughs) To the cowboys? He doesn't sing to the cowboys. (laughs) He is a cowboy. Uh, as he swings back and forward in his saddle on a horse. A pretty good horse. That is syncopated gated, and there's such a funny meter to the roar of his repeater. How they run when they see the hum come. I don't remember that word. Uh, the Western folk all know he's a highfalutin, rootin' tootin' son of a gun from Arizona. Ragtime cowboy. Talk about your cowboy. Ragtime cowboy, Joe. Do you know the wow. movements to it? I don't. There's movements like he's riding, and then you like the whole song. Oh, like, look at that, Jackie! Can we yeah. see it, please? Well, I don't remember it. We learned this in camp in fifth grade. I don't remember, but I know there's like you're riding the horse, and then you like and a syncopated gator as he sets a funny meter to the roar of his repeater. How he rides, you can hear the na There's like a whole thing. Well, look at that. You We're gonna have to go on YouTube, and I'll learn it. Yeah, I mean, Tony, with your music production skills, could you put like a trap beat behind that? Yeah, oh, do yeah, a little yes. auto tune. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it sounds like Cher singing it. I think you got a banger on your hands. But Jackie, your wedding was beautiful. And one thing that uh, I was thinking about later is like, there's people spend so much time and money on venues. And it was t- totally unnecessary. Like, you're, you're, it was like, it didn't even matter where you guys were. It was really, really nice, and thank you for letting us be part oh, of it. Oh, I'm so happy you were there. Yeah. I will say the venue ended up costing us a lot because we were trapped in the presidential suite of a very nice hotel for a week, so it actually was a pretty <laughs> expensive venue. But the Wizard Chapel was only $400, and I did not get oh, a refund. Wow. <laughs> That's a steal. This was the original location oh, wow. that they wanted to get married at. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm so you. happy y'all could come. Thank you, Daniel, for letting us have you sing. Bye, everybody. Bye. Hope we want to hear more music. Person yeah. soon. <laughs> oh, I remembered one of the dance moves. When he goes, oh. uh, does back and forth on the saddle of his horse, you go, a pretty good horse. <laughs> yeah. Horse. There's yeah. like all this. Like a, wait, like a va-va-voom yes. hourglass shape? Yes. Which is, th- is this some kind implication? of reality oh. thing? Yeah. Boy, we're, we're really going down the rabbit hole of very odd taboo episode. Yeah, it's very taboo. There, <laughs> there's all this call and response in it. Like, yes. Um, yeah. Like the, the talk about your cowboy, I feel like jazz hands go with that. Yeah, I had yeah. never heard this song, but you can't live in Tucson without knowing this song. Or Texas, I guess. Is yeah. that where you were in fifth grade, Jackie? Yeah, I was in fifth grade in Texas. Now I know. Do you guys know um, one of my favorite songs that I learned as a child, What Do You Do With a Drunken Sailor? Yes, of course. Ugh, beautiful. Well, sea shanties kind of came on back. trend. Kind right. of came back for a minute, right? I didn't you... realize that was a sea shanty, along with oh, yes. my side part and theoretical skinny jeans and not knowing about Nintendo or anything the young people are doing. <laughs> I was aware that sea shanties were coming back, but I didn't have any details. Yeah, it was. And again, I don't know too much about it either. Uh, but I do know that it was like a TikTok trend, people doing sea shanties. Um, right. And again, I think it was a thing where it like was in a very small corner of TikTok, but because of its NPR friendliness, it became like an NPR story. Like, you know, 
Now on, you know, coming up next on Morning Edition, teens on social media are turning to old folk music. Like, so then, like, I heard about it. Um, <laughs> so I think, like, if you talk to an actual teenager, they're like, what the fuck? I, I, I didn't see any of that. But I think to a very specific portion of TikTok, there was a couple weeks where the shanty right. was, was... The was, shanty was had the a banger, moment. The banger du jour. I didn't realize <laughs> that Drunken Sailor... Was a shanty. It's I a can, shanty. I can it's play a, that sh- shanty. at one point. I was it like a shanty? I just did my hands <laughs> in, the, in the hourglass. Va va boom. I just did. No, I, we already talked about the fact that I just did that. What I was going to say was, I used to be able to play said shanty on the recorder. I would like to think it could come back to me. Yeah, you could get that we- going on TikTok. I know. I should. You know what else I could get going is Soul Cycle. If you're like me, you're missing your workout routine and your favorite fitness instructors. There are at home alternatives, but they're just not the same. However, if you're looking for an experience that makes you feel like you're back in class, moving to your favorite instructors to heart pounding playlists, and by that I mean Jordan, and by that I mean Tony. <laughs> <laughs> Moving with your favorite instructors to heart-pounding playlists, you need to check out the Soul Cycle at-home bike. The Soul Cycle at-home bike converts your home into a Soul Cycle studio. The 21-inch touchscreen houses a revolutionary sound system that was specifically engineered for this bike and Soul Cycle's iconic playlists. With unlimited access to live and on-demand Soul Cycle classes, you can clip in with your favorite instructors and be transported to the front row of the studio. On your schedule. Your monthly membership also gives you unlimited access to the Equinox Plus app. That's like my favorite part of it, where you can stream classes from other top tier brands like Equinox, Rumble, and Pure Yoga. You can get your Soul Cycle at home bike in just one to three weeks, and they have financing options available to make attaining goals achievable. Um, so it's great, and it's like very motivating. And you do it on your own schedule. All the all the other classes you have access to is just like just something great on top of something great. Get your Soul Cycle at home bike today by visiting mysoulcyclebike.com slash best friend and use promo code best friend to get a free pair of at home select cycling shoes with your purchase. That's mysoulcyclebike.com slash best friend, promo code best friend to get a free pair of cycling shoes with the purchase of your Soul Cycle at home bike. mysoulcyclebike.com slash best friend, promo code best friend. I also want to tell you guys about CBDMD. March is National Sleep Month, and it's right around the corner. As the official CBD of a good night's sleep, our good friends at CBDMD want to give you everything you need to enhance your nighttime routine and get the better sleep you deserve. CBD bath salts fuse superior CBD with a mixture of Epsom, Dead Sea, and Himalayan salts to turn any bathtub into a luxury spa experience. Choose from lavender or eucalyptus scents. I can't choose between them. I like them both. Or a soothing nighttime blend with melatonin and calming herbs. While CBD PM blends 500 milligrams of high-quality CBD with melatonin, valerian root, chamomile, and other sleep-promoting ingredients to create a powerful sleep aid. Um, I like all of these. I also, I mentioned they have um, this roll-on pain relief thing. Uh, called, I always forget if it's relief, relieve, it's relief or relieve. Um, and I had, my arm was sore from all of my vigorous vacuuming 
not a euphemism, truly. I, with my cordless vacuum, I had it up in the air and then I was like, oh my God, it hurts so bad. And then I put this stuff on, it has lidocaine in it and it felt so much better. And the sleep stuff, I always have trouble sleeping, but this stuff helps. Uh, to make it even easier to relax, regroup and recharge, they're offering all our listeners 25% off your next order when you use the promo code Allison at checkout. Once again, that's cbdmd.com, promo code Allison for 25% off your purchase of superior CBD products from CBDMD. That's a good deal. Okay, and we're back. So, Jackie. Yes. Um I am wondering now when Austin froze over when the hotel ran out of food and water, I mean, we texted a little bit. I know that you were nervous because you had to wait in lines with people who weren't wearing masks. But like, what was that experience like? I have Knockwood, luckily never been, I've never experienced shortages like that. It sounds like it would be scary. It was scary and very stressful. And the whole time I just kept thinking, we're the lucky ones Mm -hmm. because we had power. And that was the reason that the hotel was so full was because a lot of people in Austin that lost power checked into hotels. And I'm, I don't know, but I'm pretty sure the hotel sort of threw their COVID policies out the window in order to house as many people as they could. Right. It was packed. And this hotel allowed dogs. There were a million dogs. They were everywhere. I mean, it was like, and you'd go outside and there was dog shit everywhere. And I was like, y'all can't even pick up your dog shit. It just shows you like when shit goes down, people get really desperate and anxious. And I Mm -hmm. think it just brought out a lot of that in people. Um, But it was, it was gnarly, like standing in line to get rationed food during your (laughs) mini moon was definitely not part of my plan, but uh, it was, it was very stressful and I was very hungry. I don't eat anything anyway. So (laughs) it was just really hard to, they had no food I could eat. I mean, they literally were like, we have three things to offer. We have barbacoa tacos. We have a, a beef sandwich. And I was like, I can't eat any of this. Cause you're vegan. Yeah. And even if I was like, it's an emergency, I'll eat it. It would fuck me up so bad. Like Mm -hmm. I would literally have diarrhea it all out. It wouldn't even be worth eating. Where, where, when you say you're standing in line, is this, is this like, you know, at the hotel restaurant? I, I guess I'm, I'm trying to picture yeah, so, where you are. Yeah. So the hotel, no staff could come. And a lot of the staff left, I guess, before. So they were really short staffed. The only people working there were actually staying in the hotel. Because the roads were yes. shut, completely shut down, yes. right? Austin, Texas in general. Austin has no snow trucks. They have no ice trucks. They have no plows. They were completely ill-prepared for this. Normally, most people listening that live in like cold states are like, yeah, it snows all the time. It's not a big deal. But this was a big deal because the city literally had no, did nothing. Mm-hmm. You would look outside and you couldn't even see roads because the snow had covered the entire downtown grid of Austin and you couldn't even tell what a road was. So nobody could come. Nobody could go. They couldn't get shipments. So they couldn't get their food orders. There was one poor guy working in this like cafe in the lobby of the hotel. And he had the hard job of telling people, the only thing we have to eat are these three items. You can only order one item per guest Mm. and we have nothing else. And I would go down there and there would be a line across the entire hotel and nobody was uh, socially distancing. A lot of people didn't have masks on. There were people sipping their coffee three feet away with no masks on. And I'm like, the nerve of these fucking people to just be down here during this situation, sipping their coffee with no mask. And I don't know. I'm like, maybe they were vaccinated. I don't know. But the hotel wasn't, they weren't 
you know, getting mad at people or, or doing anything, I guess, because they were like, we don't have anybody to enforce this. We're short right. staff. This is a dire situation. So I was literally like risking my own life to stand in line to get food that I couldn't even eat. It was, it was really stressful. It, I'm not going to lie. It was, it was shitty. But I kept saying, we're lucky we have power. I mean, my parents didn't have power for six days. Oh, my God. They wow. sat in a cold wow. house for six days. Imagine having a baby. Imagine your babies not having heat. People's or, right, or food if you're not breastfeeding. icing over in their house. Yeah. I mean, it, it, was, a complete, it was a complete disaster for, for so many people. I have family members, two different family members, water pipes burst in their house and flooded their house. And they now have to move out. I mean, oh it's just God. everything. It was just a mess. It was a total mess. And then you said that they were running out of water. Like, did you have drinking water? So, okay. Eventually, they told everybody in the city of Austin to not drink the water because water, the water, contem- uh, water treatment centers lost their power. So they weren't working. So they put out a, 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 like a citywide mandate, nobody drink your water. So then we couldn't drink the water. So they were rationing bottles of water to guests at the hotel. They were giving but- you one per guest per room. But like, eventually, but like eventually, because I saw some photos, like eventually Ted Cruz brought everybody water. Oh, <laughs> yeah. He did. Yeah, he That's did. It was seawater from Mexico in jugs. <laughs> <laughs> and we couldn't drink it. He brought everybody a Senior Frogs t-shirt. <laughs> One bottle per room per person per day? Yes. Like oh a, gosh. like what, 12, 16 a ounce? A little or? bottle. Yeah, yeah, because like a regular bottle. did you... See, I just think I would start to panic. I'm not painting myself. I'm not painting a portrait of myself as someone who's like great in the end times. And maybe I wouldn't be, or maybe I'd find some <laughs> grit I'm unaware of. But I just think I would start to panic. No, it was, I wanted out so bad. I was like, I'm never coming back to this godforsaken city. Uh, you know, uh, as many people are, sometimes we're like, should we move to Austin? I feel like that's like the new thing everybody in yeah. LA is like, should we move to Austin? We were like, I, have, I have literally thought that 14 times Oh, yeah. I mean, we've been house hunting, you know, and, and we looked at two horrific houses yesterday, and, and I'm just like, maybe we'll move to Austin. And, and Ben was like, oh, let's maybe look at houses I while we were there. Hell no. <laughs> but no, I'm never going back to Austin. I'm never going to buy a house there. Like it just soured me on the whole. And it's not the city's fault; it's the state, as we all know now. Like the privatized power grid and all that. But no, it was horrible. It was horrible. Yeah. And again, we had it okay. We were in a penthouse suite of a hotel. Right. You know, it could have been worse. And you had food for Chuchi. Chuch never even knew anything was wrong. <laughs> because I brought her food. Protect Chooch at all costs. Yes. Was was there? What was the vibe among all the people packed in? Was there a sort of like we're in this together feeling at all, or was it like I'm gonna go? I'm gonna turn into a cannibal. Uh, I would say half and half. I would say half and half. Like it's hard because most of us had masks on, so it's hard to like give people the look, you know. But I remember like this one guy was just sitting in the in this crowded area where we're all trying to get our, you know, bun of the day. <laughs> and he was he had no mask on. He was and he walked over to throw something away and I literally like moved away. Up and and the woman next to me who had a mask on, she goes, "I'm with you." And I was like, "How fucking rude is this guy, you know?" And so like I'd say half and half. Mhm. Everybody was doing their best. I mean, I stood in line in the snow for an hour to go to this, like, little grocery store. 
uh, the last day we were there because I had gotten word it was open mm-hmm. an hour outside in 25 degree weather. And I hate Gross. cold. Uh, so, but I, they were like, you can only buy one bag of groceries and it was, the shelves were bare. I mean, it was like, it was like early COVID days all over again. Yeah. But luckily nobody wanted the vegan food. So I got <laughs> me some tofurkey. I got me some vegan cheese. <laughs> uh, I got it back to the hotel and I'm like, just gobbling everything up. I'm like, mmm, vegan cheese. <laughs> I'm home, baby. Were they price gouging or anything? Oh, I don't think they were, but I've never, this is saying a lot. Because I shop at Air One and shit. Mm-hmm. My bag of groceries was $125. Wow. And I, a jar of salsa was $8. Damn. A bag of chips was $8. I was like, what is going on here? I think it's just like one of those like artisanal groceries. <laughs> but I don't care. I paid it. I mean, we spent so much money. We lost our refund on our mini moon. We were supposed to go to the spa resort. We couldn't get there. We we tried and we slid down the highway. We slid down a hill and like it was a nightmare. Oh, and they were like, "Sorry, no refunds." <laughs> Are you planning to do like makeup stuff? Like, do you have a you know honeymoon down the line post vaccination? Are you going to have like planned the yet. I mean, wedding party that you couldn't have? Yeah, nothing's planned yet. Ben wants to throw like a big party. Um, I just don't know if we're going to. Honestly, I would like to, but. We spent so much money on this fucking wedding. And it was only because all this shit kept going wrong, you know, Mm -hmm. and getting stuck in that really expensive room. This is a gross question. Do you regret going? Um, I mean, if I had known it would have been an ice storm, I would not have gone. Obviously, (laughs) nobody saw that coming. I mean, this was like a once in a generation ice storm that like completely screwed over and ruined a lot of people's lives. Yeah. So, um... I can't really say. I didn't. If if somebody had told me, "Hey, it's going to be an ice storm," I probably would not have gone for sure. Right. I do wonder what people would have, what people with little kids or babies, how how they fare. I mean, I mean, they ugh. just put a ton of blankets around them. Yeah. It was a nightmare. It was truly a nightmare. I hope that everybody in Texas that experienced this really pays better attention to their local government and, and elections because this all came down to decisions that had been made about how to run the state mm-hmm. that nobody was realizing would, would really affect us if something bad happened. Right. I know so many people who moved to Austin. I wonder yeah. how they're doing. I mean, I'm sure Joe Rogan was fine, but like <laughs> I know other people too. I don't know who moved to Texas at least. I don't know. Um, crazy. And I also was thinking from a COVID standpoint, the everyone packing into other people's houses couldn't have been good. Oh yeah. The pandemic added like another lens of chaos on this already really horrific experience. Um, I was so scared. Uh, I had two N95s on, you know, I was doing like everything I could to be safe, but like I was in an elevator with so many people. Mm -hmm. They, that all went out the window, the whole nobody in the elevator at the same time. Nope. There was way too many people. We were on the top floor. Everybody had to take their dogs in and out. Right. It was just so scary and, oh, it was bad. It was bad, but I'm home. And when did you, when did you know, like, oh, I can go home now? Like, so we were looking at the weather um, it's so wild. I'm telling you, Austin has a reputation for having really kooky weather. And I know that because I went to college there and it's wild. Like I remember going to walk into class in like 
a river of water, like a huge torrential downpour, and then the next day it was like boiling hot. Like it's just that that's what it's known for. Um, it was seventy degrees on Sunday in Austin. Yeah, it was crazy and it was seeing the pictures on Thursday. So we just followed the weather. Uh, as soon as it showed that the melt, the snow was going to melt, which was Friday afternoon, we booked a flight out Friday evening, and we got the fuck out. And here I am, baby, on the other side. Jordan, what's your temperament like in um, emergencies like this? Boy, I don't know. I am I am such a soft boy. I don't <laughs> think I've ever been in <laughs> in any peril like this. But I think and I've we looked- all are. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like this really is one of those things that we have never been that inconvenienced before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. And I've never like, um, you know, as I've lived in California, basically my whole life, although I was born in Beaumont, Texas, but we moved to Orange County pretty, pretty soon after that. So yeah, I've never even had to deal with like, unpleasant weather. Like, I went when I where I went to college in Santa Cruz, it like got a little windy. So (laughs) yeah, (laughs) I don't know. And and yeah, and I think like, like, we've kind of been, you know, talking about like, you know, I think like a lot of LA people, I'm thinking, I'm like, eh, you know, do I need to live here? Like, maybe not. Maybe I'll look around for a place where my money could go a little bit further. But um, yeah, I don't know if I could handle weather. I might just, uh, yeah, I might just uh, cry or freeze to death taking out the garbage or something. Um, Jordan, where have you... I didn't realize you've been... Although it makes sense because we've all been thinking, do we need to live in LA? Uh, what places cycle through your head when you think of maybe leaving? Oh, you know, God, this is actually funny. I was thinking about you today because I've, you know, I've been thinking about, you know, like, oh, do I need to live in LA? But also I've been thinking about like moving within LA mm-hmm. just because I thought like a, um, you know, just like, oh, maybe it's a good way to start the like post-vaccine world, start right. a little fresh and my place doesn't have air. So I'm like, well, this summer will probably be unpleasantly hot. So mm-hmm. maybe I should move into my first apartment with air conditioning. Um, Do it. And I was, I was looking at some places in beautiful downtown Burbank. Oh, nice. Come be my neighbor. Home of, home of the Allison Rosen show. So it would be funny because we you know, lived so close to each other in West Hollywood. That's right. And then to become Burbank buddies... Do it. Um, I am a big fan of Burbank and a big fan of air conditioning. Like, yeah, I want it. A Ooh, huge, I want it so I bad. I can't. <laughs> can, do you want it so bad you can taste it? Oh, yeah. Ooh, <laughs> air conditioning, the ultimate taboo. Ooh, I want that filthy recycled air blowing all over my face and in my fucking hair. Oh, I want that air. So dry. Yeah, I think, um, I think right. uh, episodes 15 through 17 of the 23 episode right. series are about the air conditioner it's about the repairman actually someone want air conditioning <laughs> sure, um, yeah yeah you fix your box <laughs> <laughs> um yeah no i have been looking i have been looking at burbank and like uh yeah was kind of curious what you thought about the burbank life and what am i cut out for it is it is it soft enough for a soft oh, boy like me yeah it's pretty soft the only thing is i don't know if you're looking for the kind of nightlife that our old neighborhood provides. But are you? No, I don't think so. <laughs> I like, you know, I like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm excited to go back to a, a bar, you know, mm-hmm. uh, at some point. But Burbank has those. Burbank has a great, like, dive bar scene. Like, I feel like their, like, local dumps are, like, some of the best in L.A. I don't think I've been to the local Burbank dumps. 
You're, you guys are talking about Tin Horn Flats, right? <laughs> oh, you know, Tin Horn Flats, uh, their owner was a, is a, it was slash is a big like QAnon anti mask. Oh, I know. That's oh, yeah. That's oh, what, okay. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it was a yeah. joke. Before I knew that, I would have happily hung out at Tin Horn Flats. I had no actually been to Tin Horn Flats before I knew that um, only non sheeple are allowed. Right, yeah. Only uh, independent thinkers That's are right. allowed at this fucking Western-themed bar with saloon doors. <laughs> um, you know, on your street, Joe's All-American Bar and Grill is oh, yeah. a fucking blast. They have live music. They have, like, swing dance nights. So we're all the, like, rockabilly types. My band used types. to play there. Really? really? Yeah, my cover band. My 90s pop-punk cover band used to play there. <laughs> I didn't know you had a 90s pop punk cover band. Yeah, from wow. like 2016 to like 2018. Oh, Joe's, Joe's is so much fucking fun. Um, yeah, and I've what never your, even been there. What were your hit songs? What were your, what were your, the, your like big numbers? Uh, we did like Blink and Fall Out Boy and Green Day and, oh, you know, yeah. pop punk music like that are, that Tony actually plays real authentic music yeah. in that genre. So. Yeah, I was gonna ask—is there any Motion City soundtrack on the on the set list? There might have been at some point, like as we kept evolving the set list for sure. What were you guys called? P- uh, punk Rock Barbie. I love it. Solid name. Um, but yeah, R. but R. yeah, also, I'm I'm thinking about Burbank, but yeah, also I kind of like I I you know obviously I've never been trapped there in an ice storm, but I've like loved Austin when I've been to it. Um, I. You know, I've been like feeling a lot of nostalgia for my college town, Santa Cruz, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, Santa Cruz, that'd be kind of fun. And I was kind of looking at places up there, and the fucking tech industry has torpedoed any chance I have of ever oh, living in sucks. Santa Cruz. It's More expensive so than LA. Up there. Yeah, I know. I feel like I it would be nice to have like a you know little hippie beach town to kind of retreat to. But um, yeah, no no dice with Santa Cruz. It is. Uh, yeah, it's a uh, it's uh, Silicon Silicon Valley too. It would seem. Mm. Um, but yeah, but I think this Burbank thing could work out for me. Well, I'm excited for you to be my new neighbor. Even though it's funny, like I'll find out that someone from out of town was in town, and for a second I'll think, "Hey, they didn't look me up," and then I'll think, "But even if they did, even if they had, it's not like we would have seen each other because I haven't seen another human being in forever." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but you know. In post-vax world, Jordan, I'll be just knocking at your door, borrowing eggs and all sorts of stuff that neighbors do. Ugh, I've got all kinds of eggs. <laughs> <laughs> the eggs, the eggs I'll have okay. once I live in Burbank. I'll be going to the Studio City Farmers Market, getting some of those. Uh, <laughs> yeah, shapely eggs. Jackie's shapely. doing the taboo shapely eggs. <laughs> what about you, Tone Zone? Have you thought of wanting to move? No. Because uh, I have, I have lived in the Midwest. I've lived on the East Coast. I've lived on the West Coast, and I've been a million places because of touring. And this is exactly where I want to be. I love I uh, nice. much like Randy Newman. I love L.A. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like everywhere sucks. Yeah, like yeah, it's I had to go to the doctor today, and I was like in traffic on Wilshire, and I'm like, man, L.A. sucks, and I was like but at least it's not cold here. I mean, we all have like our pluses yeah. and minuses, you know? Yeah. And it is expensive here, but I am, I always say that it, you just, you pay for what you get because yes. there's a lot of really great stuff here that you don't get anywhere else. It's true. 
Yeah, it's true. And definitely, like, mm. L.A. is so, you know, has the ability to be, like, so fun and so lively and, like, so, you know, so electric and so diverse and, like, all this great stuff. And, yeah, I guess it's, like, it's easy to get down on it when you can't, like, experience that stuff. You just, yeah. like, realize, you know, how much money you're sending your landlord every month. Um, I know, but also but yeah. at the same time, like, uh, with that thought, though, I keep having the positive side of that is at least we live somewhere that we can tolerate going outside right now, which is Boy, like the no one thing we have. fucking kidding. I swam yeah. today and you know, if, uh, yeah. So there you go. Yeah. Uh, what did yeah, you no swim kidding. in? Uh, at the Verdugo aquatic facility in beautiful Burbank. Yeah. Tony, your there. attitude is so sunny. I don't know what to make of it. I, I, I mean, that's, it's, I gotta, I gotta try. I gotta try. Cause like what this is i don't mean to i'm not trying to drag us down it's just a genuine question in terms of you pay for what you get like what if you were to list all the things you like about like what are some of this what are some of the bonuses of la uh well the weather first of all um Mm. and there's just you know the the fact that i if uh, pandemic excluded anytime ever saying you're bored or you like not knowing what to do like is ridiculous because there's a million things to do here mm-hmm. like there's there's so many uh you know venues to go see a comedy show or a music show or whatever and you know so many great restaurant like every type of food you can imagine from around the world i feel like we have good versions of that here and yeah. uh and then as as you know to sound slightly gross as well i i feel like is someone who you know work also works in music here and there uh i get That's a lot not of gross op- i get a lot of opportunities that i wouldn't get any anywhere else well yeah i mean that is true like it's sort of moot right now but yeah. i do always think if i were to move out of here well what would i do about podcast guests yeah because there's not going to be such a robust pool wherever you go unless you go to austin in which case there might be but you unless know you want to be on zoom forever i mean that I was my not. thing that was my thing. I was like, if we move to Austin, am I quote unquote giving up? Mm. Like, am I giving up on a traditional showbiz career? Right. And what would that look like? Because I, no offense, fucking hate doing Zoom podcasting. And I'm only Me referring too. to myself, like doing my show, Natch Boot, my podcast. I've been doing it over Zoom for a year and it sucks. Like, there is an intimacy and a rapport with your guests in mm-hmm. person that I have not had in almost a year. And I'm like, if I go to Austin, is this going to be what I do every week? And Tony and I were just discussing off mic, editing a podcast over Zoom and like all the different microphones. And it, it's, it, it sucks. I well, hate Jamie, it. You could just, Jackie, you could just interview Richard Linkletter every week. That's true. I could just ask him what cream he's using every night. Yes. And my guest for me. the 49th week in a row, Richard Linkletter. He's back. He's back. Yeah. Maybe somebody from the old ninety sevens just taking a taking a whack. <laughs> Is that Rhett Miller? Oh, I think he lives in L.A. So okay. maybe Sandra yeah. Bullock lives in Austin. Okay, you could get I, her. I could get Sandy in there. I could yeah. get uh, Brooklyn in Deckers everything. in there. Yeah. Okay. I th- I do th- I do think that that once once things normalize a little bit, we're all going to be fucking stoked on LA. Cause it's great. I think I've so. been stoked. I've been stoked on it at, at many, many points in my life. Most of the time I've lived here, I've been stoked on it. And I think that once, once we can like enjoy. Yeah. I also wonder if 
there are a good amount of people who have left slash are leaving, and that might make it even more fun here because there won't be as many people on the oh, roads. Oh yeah, like when they, like when like when uh, like when it's Coachella weekend. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> you can just drive around and or go into any the holidays, restaurant. Like December in LA, great. Oh, fucking uh, yeah. Christmas, like Christmas Eve at a bar in LA, is one of the most fun things uh, in history. I love it. Anyway, I do wonder if some of the people who left when life, if when and if life returns to normal, if they're going to be like, "Oh man, why did I do this?" In fact, oh, I think no. I saw a headline of like people who bought houses kind of in a yes. rush who are now that was regretting a really it. Interesting article. Yeah. Oh, I get it. You read more than just the headline. Okay, Jackie. <laughs> okay, because it was about yes. buying a house, and we were the trying to buy a house. The body of the article was interesting. <laughs> I loved the body. The headline was okay. Oh, but the body of the article. Mwah. They really nailed the body. The body was yeah. the body. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just a voom motion. Um, Jordan, you yes. spe- we, speaking of NPR, which we spoke about earlier in the show, you did some hosting of Bullseye, right? Oh yeah, my uh, my buddy and co-host, uh, podcast co-host Jesse Thorne has an NPR show called Bullseye, where he does uh, like pop culture interviews. Does a great job with that, and um, yeah, like just periodically, um, you know, when he's busy or on sabbatical or you know otherwise indisposed, I'll do a little uh, guest hosting uh, for him, and it's always a fucking blast. It's really it's really like fun, and they like book such great guests on Bullseye. So was yeah, it- I've done- did you so so that was that so they interviewed or they had already booked an Aquabats the singer of the Aquabats or was that because I assumed like oh that's a Jordan special yeah no that's so funny so I've done you know I've done like a couple authors a couple actors uh, I did uh, Rose Byrne uh, a couple months back uh, good and everything. Um, yeah, and a couple, uh, yeah, a couple authors and things like that. Uh, oh, the guy who wrote Annihilation, I did. Um, oh gosh, I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but the guy who wrote the book that Annihilation mm-hmm. is based on. Anyway, um, so yeah, and uh, so then they're like, "Are you down to do another Bullseye interview? We've booked the lead singer of the Aquabats, <laughs> uh, Orange County uh, comedy ska legends, the Aquabats." And, uh, yeah, I think that the producer is just kind of a fan. I think the producer uh, is, like, a 90s punk kid. Um, so I think he's always kind of looking for an excuse to do those kinds of things. And uh, and I think he he thought I would be game. And I was game. It was really fun. That's he's cool. A, he's a sweet, sweet guy, as you as you can imagine. And yeah. He's like a, funny, a funny goofball. So, yeah. yeah. It, was, it was neat. And it was fun to, like, tell him, like, oh, hey, like, when I was a kid, your shows meant a lot to me. Um so that was a nice feeling. Nice. Um, so I have to tell you guys about this thing that happened today. Tell me what you think. I was making an appointment and I'm purposefully leaving out the business that I like what kind of appointment I was making because this is a, a business that I've gone to for years. Um, but I was making an appointment for a couple months from now and I figured my choice was going to be Zoom or phone. Do I want a, a Zoom appointment or do I want to just have a phone call? But she said, okay, do you want Zoom, phone, or in person? And I said, oh, you're seeing people in person. And she said, we are, but just know we're not wearing masks. What? Weird. I know. 
So I'm very huh. confused by what? this. And Wait, I sorry, did I did I miss what it is? Is this a doctor's appointment? Is this a No, it's not I I'm per- I'm it's I'm something purpose. Okay, sorry. Yeah, no, I'm being vague on purpose. I don't really know why. I don't really know why. I'm being vague though because is it an oil change? <laughs> no. Yeah, those fucking anti-maskers <laughs> of Jiffy Lube. <laughs> No, it's it's silly that I'm being vague. Uh, yeah, you because can, you, can have, you can have some personal privacy. Yeah, I don't know. You know what? It, yeah, um, it's just a, it's an appointment where you go and and talk to someone, but it's not therapy. It's not it's not medical. Um, it happens annually for many people around okay. April. I really could say what it is, but <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know what it I is. Like this. Yeah. Um, is it the Easter Bunny? Or are you going to go yes. tell the Easter what? Bunny it's what that, you want for Easter? That can be done with masks. I'm so confused. I'd, right. So I am so confused. I guess what I'm driving at is, are they anti-maskers? Or are they, like, aren't they worried about other people's, like, okay, clearly they're not, they don't. Clearly, they're not concerned with infecting other people, but aren't they worried about getting infected? Except that I think that they're that given the ages, I think that they might be vaxxed. But she didn't say we're vaccinated, so we're not wearing. I, the whole was thing is an, baffling. Was this an email? No, it was on the phone. I was going to say, why didn't you go? Why don't you wear masks? I was so <laughs> taken aback. But then her computer system was down, so I've got to call back anyway. But I haven't called I wish back. Helen yet. was here to call yeah. them and ask because this I know. is fascinating. I am so so. I tweeted something about it, a, a similarly vague tweet. But then um, someone wrote back, "Is like I'm not confused. I'm angry." And I'm like, "Yeah, I'm much, I'm on anger delay." Like, I think because yeah. I have gone to them for years, so I just don't want to. I don't want to think these people that I've gone to for years, although there's like I, not for political reasons, but. I mean, I haven't gone to them for political reasons. That made no sense. I guess what I'm saying, like, they can still do their job regardless of what they believe. But I guess it's like, I don't want to think like, oh, my God, are what what is it that you believe is going on you right now? You need to get to the bottom of this. I do. And also, it's a big deal to uh, to leave this this genre of a place in your life. Like, I'm going to a different yeah. one because I'm married now. Look at so that I'm ring. Going to, All I'm, right. going, I'm going to his April appointment. You know? <laughs> Why don't I know what this is? Why can't I figure this out? Are you serious, Jordan? Yeah, I totally don't know what it is. Oh. Anyway. I think I figured it out. I've been seeing the same woman in April for years. She knows yeah. all of my history. Right. All of my codes and numbers and things. Mm-hmm. Oh, that oh was now too maybe much. I know what it is. That was too much. Yeah. That's okay. I don't know why I'm being. Va- it, there's really it, no, no, no point no, in being okay. vague. No, I'm not. I just keep don't stuff say what it is. Personal. Everyone has you can to have a out. personal life. But for some reason, it's weird. You know what it is? The reason I don't want to say is because obviously the April people know what business I'm in. Um, and the April people. That sounds like a seventies like <laughs> I know. Uh, like a seventies uh, conspiracy movie. It really does. The April people. That's who like comes they come in the middle of the night and they steal your soul. <laughs> uh, um and then you have an awakening. Um obviously they know what business I'm in and I have seen them for years and I don't want I wouldn't want them to hear this and hear me like shitting on them. Right. You so think when, they listen to your podcast? I mean, no, not at all, but at the same time, what if they did? 
But if they did, they well, would still know I'm talking about them then now. They need to let you know what's going on with these damn masks. Honestly, it's very I conf- want to know. That's you what know, I'm saying. It's very confusing. It, I had a, you know, I had something kind of like flip floppy happen today when I was calling around for apartments. I found mm-hmm. one in Burbank that I really liked by the Vons. You know that yes. Vons? I do know mm-hmm. that Vons. Yeah, it's by the Vons. Um, Wait, is it by a Vons or by a Pavilions? It's by a Vons. Yeah, both. By a, okay. It's, a, it's in a little, uh, it's where that um, karaoke bar used to be. Now yeah. it's like a hot chicken place. Yeah, and there's a there's a um, an Italian restaurant over there too. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I know it. I know that one. Yeah. So it's by there. And mm-hmm. uh, I call them I'm like, oh, hey, you know, I saw your apartment listing. Is there a time I can come check it out? And they're like, we'll forward you a link to a virtual tour. Mm. I'm like, okay. I'm like, can I, can I come in? And is there any way to come look at it? They're like, no, there is no way to come look at it. And they were like, like very Adamant. firm in that we will not let anyone in to look at this apartment. Interesting. And it just seems so, because I mean, I get it. I mean, and I'm glad someone's taking it seriously, but it just feels weird to move into a place Without having Sight like unseen. smelled it or yeah. like listened mm-hmm. in the courtyard for loud neighbors, you know. Anyway, so I I really like the look of the place online, but um, feel weird about moving into it without going in first. But maybe of I'm course. being an anti-mask. I don't know. Maybe I'm being reckless. I don't no, know. because I don't think you are. Because you could what you could double mask and walk through with no one else there. Yeah, you know, could, like, so key or something. I feel I don't mm-hmm. feel like you're being like that's different than me making an appointment for a face me, making a face to face appointment and them saying just no, we're not going to be wearing masks. That's so weird. Oh my god, they have would to you, be. It has to mean that they're. I've got to ask next time. They've got to be vaccinated, right? Because otherwise, they're endangering themselves unless they don't no, believe in it. I don't listen. I've seen some crazy shit. Some people just don't care. Or they're over this, and they're just yeah. like, "Fuck it." Yeah. Would you go in person if they if they were doing masks? Like, would you be okay doing it in person? Or would you? I don't know. Pick Zoom. I mean, I've been to I've been to appointments with people, and we just wear masks. Yeah. You know. I don't. But you would I mean, do it over Zoom. Yeah, I'd probably just do a phone call or something. I, I would be tempted in April to do it in person with masks. Yeah. Because um, like I said, given their ages, they probably are vaccinated or going, going to be vaccinated soon. So, so they're elderly, your, uh, your April people? Well, I think it's 65 and up at this point, right? So yeah, they're so in LA yet. Maybe. I don't know. Oh, I don't, I don't think they're 75. I think they are 65. Yeah, my um, my mom and stepdad are both in the sixty five range, and they got it. So. Right. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, they both got their second one. So we're Yay. Like, oh, nice. I mean, maybe you need to get some younger April people, not to be ageist, but like <laughs> the laws are changing every day. You got to stay up on your shit, you know. Your your woman that you left is she young? She's. I haven't asked her age, but she's. I would guess in her forties. Hmm. That's that's hip and young. She knows every, I mean, she knows everything. Every time I sit there every April, she goes, oh, this is different now. We're going to have to do this instead. I'm like, I hear you. She's great, but I'm, I'm leaving her for love. I left a lot of things for love, you know? 
does every April person, and I like how we're still insisting on not saying who this <laughs> I love that. I love that we won't. I'm back to not knowing what it is anymore. I thought I thought I had figured it out and I talked myself out of it. Well, maybe this will give you a hint. Does every April person start their appointment by looking at your documents and going, so how'd we do this year? <laughs> I feel like because I've gone to different April people. Well, do they oh, not know? Now I know what it is. Totally okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, they usually don't because I usually bring it in. I guess if I sent it ahead of time, I send mine ahead of time, and then she goes, "You did really well this year. You should be proud of yourself." Well, that it's sort of like when I used to go to cardio kickboxing classes. I would stay for the cool down at the end, even though they're always like, if you're in a rush, you can go stay for the cool down at the end because the woman who would do it at the end would be like, give your, like it would end with her saying, give yourselves a round of applause. And like my Mm. soul needed that. So I need my April person to congratulate me on how I'm doing in the world. (laughs) I mean, listen, making your living off of a podcast is extremely difficult to do. So I think if you're doing that, you should be congratulated. And my April person agrees. Thank hmm. you. Jordan, you know what we're talking about now, right? I do know now. <laughs> what, what else went through your head? Boy, I was, I'm like, is this a gynecologist thing? I was about uh, to say, about? <laughs> we were talking about b- Brazilian waxing. There you go. <laughs> yes. April, every month. All, all women go. Every yeah. April. You get to have to get the old April freshen up. <laughs> the old April April asshole. fresh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, I, this is so funny because you, I, it's, it's funny to think about because maybe it's something else going on in your head. You're like, okay, like, if this person is an anti-mask QAnon weirdo, I just don't want to support that. Because it's like well, Tinhorn Flats, you know? Like, yeah. I, even in a post-vac world, I won't go in there because I know that the owner Same. is a QAnon weirdo. And I'm like, even if it's safe, I don't want to give that weirdo money. Is, mm-hmm. is that kind of also what you're thinking? Yeah. Yeah, like, sure. yes, if you're uh, someone who thinks COVID is a hoax. Right. But I've this is now y- years of me knowing these people. Oh, wow. Has this been going on the whole time and I just didn't know? Yeah. No, you need you need to ask, and I need you to call me and tell me after, because now <laughs> this is going to keep me up at night. You need to be like, excuse me, what? <laughs> what did you say? Right. <laughs> you meant to say we are wearing right. masks, right? Maybe they just left out the R. <laughs> but to Jackie's point, like the idea of changing, especially now and starting up a new relationship and oh, sure. like, I don't no, think I'm, I'm not going to do it this year. Because your history is so important. Right. When you're right. doing, you know, yes. when you're in April doing your April appointment, it, it's, <laughs> it is, there's a lot to it. <laughs> so it's stressful. Is anyone listening frustrated being like, what are they talking about? I feel like everyone knows at this point. <laughs> yeah, I think of, I think I was probably the last person to figure it out. <laughs> well, I think I all of the listeners did and then me. Although, serious question I, that I don't know is mm-hmm. in other countries, does, uh, is it April? Oh, I don't even know. So I wonder, I I wonder if any international yeah. listeners oh, are yeah. Oh. Allison, I do, I, my April person does cover a lot of podcast people i would be happy to do an introduction oh well i should ask you afterwards about your april person yeah they do i i another podcaster recommended them to me so um because it is its own uh, there's no code yet for a podcaster like you know there's like a code right right so last year my april person put me as internet personality (laughs) (laughs) i guess there is a influencer (laughs) yeah 
I don't know what I am. Like, I think just entertainer or something. Yeah, entertainer. Yeah. Um, I'm, a truth, I'm a truth teller. <laughs> I speak a, truth. I speak truth power. Is that W2 power. or 1099? <laughs> right, yeah. I'm a, I'm a independent contractor when it comes to speaking truth to power. <laughs> independent truth teller, honey. Yes. I'm not part of a larger truth-telling organization. Yes. Mm. Uh, you know, I can make my own hours. It's nice. Speaking of truth, if you want to hear the truth about a lot of stuff, patreon.com slash Allison Rosen. Additionally, Jackie and I did a crossover. We So we both do Zoom parties where you can join us via Zoom, and it is quite a party. cool. And we did a crossover, and Jackie gave me a quiz from a 90s or actually 2000s magazine, and it was super duper fun. And we do all sorts of – I mean, there's just so much fun stuff. You can't even handle the fun. And I would like to say hello and welcome to my new patrons, Julie B., Matt M., and Aaron T. And also just a – question to all the patrons for some reason i like to preserve anonymity it's like we're at a 12-step meeting so i just say people's last initial would you prefer to have your full name first and last read because i can totally switch to that let me know um also i want to tell you guys about some stuff my Amazon shop. I have spent so much time curating all my different lists. Jackie right now is holding up the Taylor Company candle in Bless Your Heart, which this candle was a plot point on a recent episode of Alice Rosen's New Best Friend. But sight unseen, I purchased this candle because Jackie had talked it up so much. And I already burned through the whole candle. It sm- It does smell that good. And I bought it out of your store. That's I right. This from I your put store. it. Oh, I got to get one. I love a scented candle. I put it. You should get one. I'm now, I, I recently ordered four more Taylor Company candles <gasps> um, in for the little samp, the little votives. I'm trying out different scents. You better tell us because the names are all so cute. I want to yeah. know what they all smell like. Right now, I'm I'm uh, enjoying a Fleur de Lis scented one, and Ooh. it is it's kind of fruity. It's like peachy. I, I like love it. That. It's good. Um, but anyway, uh, so that's in my store on Amazon. All my podcasting gear, all my beauty stuff, kids stuff, home stuff. Go to Amazon.com slash shop slash Allison Rosen. Amazon.com slash shop slash Allison Rosen. Uh, my Monday guest this week is a friend of the podcast and everyone here, Allie Ward. Uh, YouTube.com slash Allison Rosen. If you want to see that video and just listen, obviously, wherever you listen. Um, last week, the week before, I had Bobby Moynihan. I also just had Phil Rosenthal. So if you like what you're hearing, please, I beg of you. I'm just, mm-hmm. I'm on my hands and knees. I'm begging. Leave a review, please, because it helps people find the show and make sure you are subscribed. Five stars is my favorite number. Also, I have... Do I even need to mention Patreon again? Because I just mentioned it so many times. And also, I'm on Cameo. Those are all my things. Um, and also Childish with Greg Fitzsimmons. Jackie. You just got Fitzdogged. <laughs> <laughs> Jackie, where might we find you and what should we look for? I have a Patreon as well. Patreon.com slash Jackie Johnson. And Patreon. we have a good time. Yeah, we have a good time there. Allison and I, we might do more crossovers. Uh I, it's sort of like a personal place where I tell more personal stories and anecdotes and like share parts of my life I don't talk about on HBU. I am going to post my wedding video when I get it back. So, uh, you know, Jordan, I'll send you a link. Uh, (laughs) You can watch my wedding for (laughs) five Um, bucks a month. 
Yeah, Natch Butte is every Thursday. It's my beauty podcast, and uh, we interview all kinds of people, uh, authors, writers, funny people, you know, makeup artists, people in the makeup business, or beauty founders, everybody. We have a good time over there. And uh, my April person says I'm an internet personality, so <laughs> you might want to check that out. Um, wonderful. I forgot to say follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Allison Rosen, so please do that. Jordan, what about you? Uh, yeah, I, uh, I've mentioned it before on the podcast, but I'm just going to keep fucking mentioning it. it. I have a graphic novel that I co-wrote coming out in July. Um, it is called Bubble. It is based on the scripted podcast that we did. Ah, there's a drop for it and everything. Look at that. (laughs) Um, yeah, it's a sci-fi comedy. It's got robots, monsters, gore, sex jokes, um, NSFW, uh, Mm. the great artist Tony Cliff did the art. I co-wrote it with Sarah Morgan. Um, the great comedy writer out of the UK, and uh, yeah, it it I'm really proud of it, and I just I I hope I hope people read it. Um, you can pre-order it, and uh, and uh, if if you if you've ever had a book come out, you know that pre-orders are very important. Uh, so yeah, you can do that at Amazon, Barnes and Noble, or better yet, your local independent bookstore. And if you tell me uh, what local independent bookstore you ordered it at, if you want to get at me on Twitter or Instagram or something and tell me your local indie that you pre-ordered Bubble at, I'll uh, shout them out on. Jordan Jesse go so uh, helps the helps the bookstore helps the book helps America yes, yes. all three yes <laughs> and Tony what about you uh, just my normal stuff Twitter and Instagram at Tony Thaxton and uh, my podcast Bizarre Albums every Tuesday this week is about a Mr. T album so that's gonna be fun <laughs> check that out I listened to the year Burt Reynolds episode the other day and just loved it. That Burt Reynolds ep- album is so weird. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you guys so much. This was so much fun. Jackie, congratulations. Yes. Very happy so- for you. Um, listeners, I love you. You matter. Thank you for listening. I love you. I said it twice, but I got mm-hmm. out of order. I love you thrice. Goodbye. Hey, do you know about the Allison Rosen show? We had a good time, but now we gotta go.